Hello, family and friends. I'm honored here for day five with my pastor, Pastor Mark Pearl. And it's been such a blessing, Pastor. And I want to talk a little bit now. I know we spent most of the time on these first number of podcasts on your testimony. I just love testimonies because people think, you know, I've gone too far. I've done too many things wrong. You know, there's nothing the blood of Jesus can't cover. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and like we said, Jesus even said himself, he that's forgiven much loves much, you know. And yeah. some of the people that are used greatly of God today, they had terrible lives in the past. I mean, some yeah. of them really, really had messed their lives up. But thank God for God's love, his mercy, and his redemption. Amen. You know, you know my kids will tease me sometimes because when I preach, a lot of times I cry. I'm just so thankful that God saved me. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was back, you know, before Jesus... And again, I was going to church then, but just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. And I thought, I don't remember who it was, Pastor, maybe Brother Copeland or Kenneth Hagin talked about that going to church no more makes you a Christian than sitting in a garage makes you a car. Well, that's the truth. And you know what the sad part about it is? Is a lot of people don't even know it. But if you've had an encounter with God, your life is forever changed. Yeah. You don't just have religion. Yeah. You don't just go to church on Sunday. You don't just sing out of the hymnal, you know, or sing the songs. Your life has changed. I mean, the way you lived before, you can't live that way any longer because you become a new creature. That's right. It's you know, if you if you think religion is good, think about the Pharisees. And if you've read your Bible at all, you know that was not a good situation. And you know, before I received Jesus, you know, we would do these drinks. Pastor and I have that in common in our previous life where. But I would do these things called Statue of Liberty. Yeah, see, I never did anything that dumb, Greg. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this, is, this is beyond that. And, you know, that's just one of the many dumb things I did. I wish I could say that was the only thing. But I'm so thankful God saved me, Pastor. Yeah, we, you know, we've all done these crazy things. It's kind of like, when, you know, not it's just not just relative to young people, but it certainly young people sometimes think they're invincible. And I shiver sometimes, brother, when I look back on my life and the way I was living and think, I could have died lost yeah. and spent eternity in hell. Yeah. And who knows how many times I came close to that yeah. with wasn't for the mercy of God. So, yeah, you got to think about these things. You know, when you're out there thinking, hey, I'm just partying and having fun and I'm not hurting anybody. Well, you may be hurting yourself really bad. Well, I never forget at the altar when I finally gave my heart to the Lord, which is a whole miraculous testimony of itself. But at that altar, when I finally gave my heart to the Lord, I had peace for the first time in my life. And I'll never forget that day because that's the first thing I experienced was peace. And I heard the still small voice of God immediately. And people could think it's crazy, but God, he wants to talk to us. And he'll use that still small voice. And I heard him say, before this day, you're going to hell forever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, here I here I was warming up a church pew, you know, all those years and never even received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And uh, the second thing he said, which maybe can lead into our discussion today, was I want you to go home and take all your alcohol and pour it down the drain. You know, and it reminds me of um, what Dr. Barkley, your pastor, says uh, about some people get baptized for the permission to sin, yeah. But he got baptized for the remission of sin. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the Bible says, have no fellowship with the uh, evil works of darkness. And I think that, you know, that's not preached a lot nowadays, holy living, you know. Yeah. We hear the grace message, and we believe in grace, absolutely. Yeah. Thank God for the grace of God. 
But grace, the true message of grace, never gives you permission to live contrary to the Word of God. Yeah. Never. You know, I know we hear people say, well, I'm not under the law. Well, you, well, no, we're not under the law for salvation. We're saved by grace. But the law is still a moral compass for us to live by. Mm-hmm. And if, if it wasn't, why did God say in the New Covenant in Hebrews, I'm going to write my laws into your heart and into your mind? Yeah. So, you know, we, we are living in a really loose time, you know, in society. And unfortunately, that's made its way into the church. But, you know, there, there, when you get born again, your desire, your, if you truly give your life to Jesus, your desires change. Yep. You may still struggle with your flesh. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But your heart's to please God. Your heart is to please God. And so, yeah, I, I love that saying by Dr. Barclay. I've used it myself. We weren't baptized for the permission to sin. We were baptized for the remission of our yeah. sin. Our sin should be in remission yeah. <laughs> when we give our lives to Jesus. Amen. You know, and the people think that if they live like the world or have more worldly in the church that they're going to draw people. But, you know, people are looking for a way out of that. They don't want more of that. They want to get out of that sin. And, you know, when I... When I gave my heart and I heard the Lord just as clear as could be to take that alcohol and pour it down the drain. And, you know, I've never seen a single good thing come out of the alcohol. I know a lot of people want to use an excuse and they want to talk about Jesus turning water into wine. And, you know, I just encourage you to go study that out a little bit, you know, because I believe one of my first questions in heaven is Jesus. Uh, I don't believe that was alcoholic wine. I believe there's there's three types of wine back in Jesus's day and, and two of them were non-alcoholic. And you know, there's nothing good that's come out of alcohol, but people want to play. It's like they want to dance with one foot in the earth and the other foot for Jesus. And that's a dangerous place to be in these end times. Yeah. Well, there's too many warnings in the Bible about alcohol to think that Jesus turned something in to something we're warned against. Yeah. So, and you're right. I mean, when you do study the Greek out and you do a little word study and you check it out, alcohol in those days, first of all, it was totally different. It was yep. There was just a minute, you'd have to drink more than you could possibly drink to, to get Amen. a buzz. Amen. And then to think that, that Jesus turned something, you know, into something that the Bible warns us against. It says wine's a mocker. Yep. It's a mocker. Well, I don't think Jesus turned something into a mocker. Yep. You know, and, and that process is a death process. Yep. It's fermented. I don't think Jesus turned something into death. So I totally agree that these people that use these, you know, like Paul said, use a little wine for your stomach's sake, you know, to say, you know, well, even if you did say that was alcohol, which there's no, there's no proof that it was alcohol. And even if it was wine in those days was any alcohol was even the, the stuff that the people drank that was fermented. It was very, very small amount. No distillation back then, folks. So those you <laughs> exactly those right, process, yeah. Right? And don't quote Tim. Timothy had a stomach problem, so he was taking. If if he was even was taking anything that was alcoholic, which I don't necessarily think he was, it was for medicine, not yeah. for social purposes or getting drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you just you know those of you that remember your past life that involved any drinking, like Pastor and mine, mm. that just you won't find a single good thing that came out of of that alcohol. And I you know I think about my grandfather. I never got to know my grandfather. On, on one side of my family because he drank himself to death. My dad was 16 years old. So, you know, don't try to tell me that alcohol is okay and it provides some benefits. You know, you know if you need to get some uh, juice, drink some grape juice. 
And I don't know why we're off on that, but that's just one of the many things where we want to dance around with the devil and play on the edge of things. What can I get away with? And, you know, what can I click on on my computer when nobody's watching at home? Yeah. You know, but God knows. And, you know, the devil, he seeks whom he can devour. Exactly. And that's why Ephesians 4.27 says, give no place to the devil. You know, it's not that God hates you if you do these things, or God, you know, he's angry at you, or he doesn't want anything to do with you. He tells us these things, these thou shalt nots, for our benefit, because it opens the door to the enemy, the devil, and gives him access into our life, and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, like just like the alcohol we're talking about. You know, I know sometimes people don't want you to talk about this, but uh, I think sometimes it needs to be talked about because... You know, I preached a message years ago on should Christians drink. Well, the obvious answer to that is no. There's nothing good comes out of it, you know. And I, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. As a sinner, I, you know, when I was, before I knew Jesus, if somebody would have come up to me and witnessed to me with a beer in their hand, I would have thought they were a nut. Yeah. I wouldn't have taken them seriously at all. Yeah. It totally ruins the, your testimony and your witness. I'm certainly not going to accept them as as an example yeah you know and and you know it's like the bible tells us do don't be drunk with wine well how does drunk begin it begins with a drink so hey let's stop it in its tracks amen Amen. and we're not just preaching to you you know we're we're trying if you have an issue in that area god i want you to know god loves you he wants to help you and help you get out of it but you got to admit to yourself there's alcohol has done a lot of damage to people's lives and destroyed a lot of people's lives. Yeah, and God wants to help you. And you, and deep down you know that nothing good comes out of that. It's just, you know, giving that over to Jesus. And, you know, I, I like the, the comparison of how, you know, we let the devil in the trunk. You can't ride in the car with me, devil, but you can ride in the trunk, you know. And before you know it, he's up there in the, the passenger seat, and then he's driving the vehicle. Exactly. And alcohol just allows that avenue. Well, it does. I, I, you know, one one more story before we close out, if I can, real quickly yeah, here. I remember when I was uh, 18 or 19 years old going to a party, and I had, you know, my friends were there, and one of my friends was there, and he had, he had obviously, we all had drank too much, but he obviously drank too much. And, you know, he was going home, and he ran through an intersection and hit this couple, this man and his wife, they were in a Jeep, he hit them and killed them. And I remember going seeing him in jail. I mean, he went to jail over it. And it just, he was a good, he was a good person, really. You know, you think, well, that was a bad person who did that. No, I knew this friend. He was a friend of mine. He was really a good friend. He was a good, he was a good person. He was good to people. But it was just alcohol messed him up. And it just messed his life up. Yeah. Amen. Well, Pastor, if you would please pray for people, maybe those that are dealing with some type of a vice, that they can get through that. Absolutely. Father, if there are those that are listening to us dealing with any kind of vice, where it's alcohol or any other kind of vice, drugs or uh, pornography or any any kind of vice, any kind of vice the devil's put on their life, I pray that their eyes would be open to see that this is for their destruction. This is an avenue for the devil to get in and destroy their lives. Nothing good is going to come out of it. And I pray for their deliverance right now by your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor. Hopefully, I'll get you back one more tomorrow. Yes, Maybe sir. if we can get you back, we'll talk about redemption tomorrow a little bit. So. We can do that. Praise Absolutely. God. 
Well, folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.